All right, so you want to talk about Fig? <sighs> Reluctantly, yes. So we, we started talking about this yesterday in the midst of Jam or the end of Jam. It came up. I can't remember who brought it up, but I, it came up. I wasn't up. really part. I don't think I was really talking about. Did no, I, no, we weren't. We weren't talking about it. And then, oh, because I was talking about the spot that we were at, and I was saying that the spot would be nice for. Oh, for like a, a style comp. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then through that process, because we we're talking about like the realness of it and everything, I, I'm pretty sure I'm the one who brought up Fig, because it's I'm still daily triggered i i i think i was mostly abstaining from the conversation around fig yesterday um i don't think i really mentioned it i don't think i really participated in that conversation well the the conversation kind of ended after after some of the some of the things you said because it was like okay i don't really i don't even i don't even remember what we're okay talking okay about. okay so so let's rewind so, it yeah let's rewind the uh the fig talk so uh i was I mean, it doesn't even matter if we if we talk about what was said yesterday because we're talking. This is a new conversation now, but uh, it's it's everywhere on my phone right now. Yeah, because an event just happened. Yeah, and see, I don't even know if it's actually did it air anywhere. Like, it, can I watch the competition? Someone anywhere? posted a. I, I think actually Brody posted a YouTube link, so I think they do have oh, okay. a channel, and it's. I haven't bothered to go and like watch the event. I've only seen some like clips mm -hmm. from social media, Instagram, just kind of popping up on my story and, and various people posting, and um, it, a lot of a lot of uh, obviously like like people who are involved in the event like really stoked, you know, which is like we've talked about this in the past about how like it's kind of weird that some people are like so excited about winning events when not. Some a lot of the best people aren't really participating in the event, um, but uh, so that's you know that's kind of showing up. But then the other side of things is everybody is like uh, a lot of people who are really into the culture of parkour are really like hating on it. All right, so let, let me let's try to. I, I kind of want to because I think that's what you talked about yesterday. Is I think I came from. Oh, I, started I remember the, now. I started okay, the conversation as like I was <laughs> hating on Fig. Yeah. Um, and and you weren't necessarily defending it, but you were less bothered or less triggered than than me in that <laughs> in me, that conversation. Let me be clear here, yeah. All right, and I'll kind of I'll mention to the audience what I said. Okay. But because I don't I don't disagree with it. It was basically like you were making a and I, I want to get into this more. It's kind of I think we can go over the place with this. So I just want to like, you know, kind of go through the different tiers of the fig subject and the athletes and what it means for parkour and everything. Because I think there's, there's quite a bit to be said and there's there's quite a bit that people say that they don't. I, I, I think it's one of those things that's easy to fall into like a mob mentality of like, this is how I should think. So this is how I'm going to think. And, you know, there's there's not a lot of. Um, critical thought going on but but I think you were trying to make more of like a a market argument which which I can totally get on board with to to, to an extent but I don't know if you want to make that argument first or if you want to like start somewhere else and then go into it because because like I said it's kind of well, like, like where do we start to, with the topic I almost need to respond to you to what you said again okay which I don't even remember technically what you said but it was like oh you were just saying like 
you know, the fact that gymnastics is bringing this into the Olympics is mm -hmm. so whack, like mm -hmm. something along those lines. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And my argument was, or my response was that while I'm upset that it is happening through mm -hmm. gymnastics, that when it goes into the Olympics, because I think that's kind of basically a foregone conclusion at this point. It's like, it, it is yeah. going like FIG is going to get parkour into the Olympics using their format they're making it interesting enough for spectators to watch even if everybody in most in most people in parkour culture are going to be hating on it um so when it goes into the olympics it's going to be a massive draw f into parkour from just the general public so more people are going to be exposed to parkour on a massive scale the olympics is huge people do watch it um, and as a result of that, it's also going to bring in a lot of sponsors and companies that are interested in parkour on a global level. And there's going to be a net positive result of more people getting into parkour. And then that's going to push people into places like Origins to come participate in parkour classes uh, to learn the sport of parkour. And then also ultimately SPL because people will then see like, okay, there's this general, you know, FIG um, format for parkour speed and style. But then you also have SPL, which is actually like once you get into the culture of things, people will start to like point you towards that direction of like, this is actually a better competition format where it's the, it's the true proving ground. Yeah, and I can get on on board with, uh, like again, I think that's like a market interview, which is not <laughs> just just even using that word market is not super popular in, in parkour with you know your your average parkour head uh, because parkour is not thought of as as business usually, right? So we're talking about like okay, the the parkour market uh, being like competitions, gyms, industry. Uh, and fig taking a massive piece of the pie. Uh, but they also add to the pie, and so your slice of the pie that you have right now gets bigger because the pie got bigger. Yeah. It's the, <laughs> that's, the pie that's, analogy. <laughs> that's a, that's a, it's a great way to summarize what I was saying yesterday. My argument for like why I feel like it sucks in so many ways because gymnastics it's you know parkour is being like kind of brought in under gymnastics umbrella but on the whole it will put more eyeballs on parkour and ultimately grow the industry of parkour even if it's through means that the majority of parkour culture disagrees with right i'm i'm still not like this is, sold a on the net. this is a I, controversial not, perspective. Now, yeah, yeah, no, and, 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 I, and I think it's okay because you're not the only one. You're not the only one that has that perspective. I think it's less controversial than, than, than you think it is because I, I think you're not the only but one see, that has I'm not, that. I, but I also don't come in from the perspective of like the David Nelms type or mm -hmm. like the people who are actually defending the competitions themselves mm, yeah. and like, oh, we can actually have an influence and change parkour from the inside <laughs> by participating. I think that's delusional. Oh, yeah. But... <laughs> I do think that I, I think I, I, I yeah, I, I think that there is like a weird net positive from it 
despite me like being really offended by gymnastics mm-hmm. takeover. So when you say when you say net positive, just again because we're we're speaking in like corporation like market terminology now. Yeah. Um, we say that sort of thing. So it basically means like the positives outweigh the negatives, and and that's actually where I'm not entirely sold on. Um, and and I think it's also where. I think any of our any of our, our listeners, uh, anyone who else is part of this conversation, uh, where they're also not sold on is that the idea that it can be like if we just kind of fast forward, you know, ten years and see where Park was. So if we kind of just break down some of the things you mentioned, right? So uh, gyms like Origins, right? You're like, okay, cool. It can bring more um, more customers here. Yes, but also it could bring more customers to gymnastics gyms. Um, and it, and it's, is, are the people that want to do parkour, are they interested in the parkour that we're teaching here after watching the Olympics? Or are they interested in the format that they saw in the Olympics and want to go to a facility that has like a built, for, like you know how you can go to uh, one of the Olympic facilities in Vancouver and do speed climbing. You can also go to a bouldering gym, you can also go to, you know, where they don't have any of that, right? And it's more about like climbing culture. But what if I want to be like a competitive climber? Do I go, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I'd have to like, I don't know enough about how this affects other sports. Climbing is like a very new one where it kind of went through a similar process. Although you could probably argue that what you saw in, (laughs) I would say what you saw in climbing in the Olympics is more representative of climbing and and what climbing competitions have been like than what fig is doing compared to like other parkour competitions yeah so that i agree with that but could be a weird thing um hmm. okay so uh, like bringing climbing into this but i i don't really want to dwell on climbing at all but Mm. um but yeah like if you're training for the olympics in climbing you're going to be going to regular climbing gyms not just the Olympic, the the Richmond Oval, where you have the the only speed wall in Vancouver. Is it, it is. the only one? It might. I, yeah, I might maybe. be. I might yeah. be lying right now, but it, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it is. It's, it's the only one I've been able to find, and not because I'm interested in like maybe. Hey, maybe I want to go try the speed climbing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So you're saying like people don't want to go to gymnastics gyms, but here's the thing: the majority of people who are practicing parkour in these FIG competitions are people who are culturally parkour people. True. You have... Oh, oh wait, 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 hang on. I know, hang we're, we're going to get there. Let me, where's the, how do I, how do I undo my, ooh, <laughs> how do I undo my true there? Because, uh, hmm, that's, okay. All right, continue with uh, your, your, Right, let me partially con- true. Let statement. me finish digging my hole, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but but okay. So uh, so who 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 participated? Like who are notable so, people? Okay, so this is right? like another. So subject. so let's just talk about. So let's talk about like um, some of the some of the women, right? So so Lilu, uh, Noah, um, we've got Steffi, Miranda. Miranda like these are all people who I mean those are all just women but, uh, like um, uh, Christian Harmat, um, Ellis Torhall, DK, 
Brody Pawson was at, at this one. Uh, uh, Say, uh, St. Core. So these are all people who are culturally in parkour. They're doing parkour uh, at parkour gyms. They're doing parkour outside. When you take the, like those are the athletes that are going to be, you know, let's assume that they are in the Olympics. Let's assume that this competition, this world parkour world championships in Tokyo was actually the Olympics. These are now like the people who, um, uh, outsiders are going to see and be, those are the heroes of my country and I'm going to look to them and, and then I'm going to follow them on social media and what are they doing? They're training in parkour gyms and they're training outside and they're doing parkour in the way that we culturally know what parkour is. They're not going to be going to gymnastics gyms. Maybe in the future, gymnastics gyms will build out these big parkour setups and that's going to happen and eventually maybe crush places like Origins or whatever. I don't think that's likely to happen, but that's that's a certainly a world where there's certainly a world in which that can happen. But um, but I think in the short term, like it's people are going to look at this and gonna, they're they're going to be like, okay, like um, uh, you know, Noah is training at Jump Free Run, so like that's like that I'm going to go to Jump Free Run and take classes because that's where Noah was trained. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like. It's going, it's going to feed back into the industry of parkour. And I feel really dirty de- defending FIG in this way right now. But I do, like, I, as much as I hate it, as much as I'm really like, against FIG taking over parkour, this is, I, this is the, 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 the sugar coating that I think is on the piece of the log of poop that we're being fed right now. I thought we were talking about a pie. Uh, the whatever uh, the uh, poop pie. Okay, so <laughs> so some of the some of the valid concerns um, about that because you said like you said fig could you know or gymnastics organization yeah. could crush a gym it's like possible. origins. Yeah. And I'm not so, denying that. So here's the the for me here's a big market difference, and it has a lot to do with uh, how large of an organization and how long-standing gymnastics is and the access they have to not-for-profits funding you name it right so you take like a country like Canada there's no parkour organization and I think a lot of the concerns um, at least I know I've you know I've heard them out from other gyms uh, about gymnastics is is the competition so so competition is something as a business owner that like I've had to learn. I've had to be able to deal with, I've had to learn. Initially when competition hits, it's this thing where I'm thinking, you know, I'm personally offended. You know, you, I, sorry, I, you mean competition between gyms or, or uh, between another programs. An, another program or another gym. Right. You're not talking up. about parkour competition, you're talking about Ta- yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm talking about competitions within the marketplace of parkour. So uh, a gym uh, cheer slash parkour place it opens or a gymnastics gym starts offering parkour. You, you name it, right? Uh, so there so there's another place and they're trying to coach or offer the same service and they're essentially copying the service that we first offered, right? Um, and so this is something where in business, I've had to kind of mature a little bit around and st- still, like it still, you know, can be a bit bothersome. But the way you kind of get over it is if, if you're the business that started and you're being copied, 
the other business is looking to you for like what, it's not the other way around. Like I'm not looking at uh, whatever the name of the M, I think Momentum or something, or whatever it is that started in Langley or, or whatever cheer slash parkour gym started. I'm not looking to them necessarily for like, mm, they're doing this, I should do that too. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to change my business model around them because ultimately they started their business because they saw value in my business. They saw value in parkour. So like, so gymnastics is getting into parkour because they saw value in parkour. The difference and the problem I see here is the injection of capital that gymnastics has that another like startup business doesn't. So, so I don't personally feel threatened by, again, the, the cheer slash gymnastics place that opens up a crappy parkour program across town. Um, or the gymnastics gym that throws parkour into the into the program across town because because again that that's where like the pie totally works and and I'm, my slice gets bigger. I actually end up getting some of their business because a kid that goes to one of those programs and doesn't see that they can actually develop through it, right? Because we've we've built over the years uh, advanced programs and we can you know have uh, all kinds of we we found ways to basically uh, retain people in parkour. And these places that are just starting out copycatting, they haven't figured that out yet. Um, so as long as we focus on what we're doing, we win. And eventually, like we could buy, you know, buy them out. We could do, you know, all yeah, these things. But eventually, but basically, we win, no matter what. And so the, the the name of the game is basically just to keep focusing on what we're doing. And that's also the name of the game in regards to Fig. However, the difference and where some of the threat is, I think, is in things like government insurance and injection of capital to to make perhaps like mega facilities. And I think there are some still some valid concerns about um, particularly insurance and certification and what that could mean for the future of just using the word parkour. And I don't have the, the answer for that. I've always kind of came into this attitude of like, come at me, bro, in terms of, in terms of how, like, like what would happen. Like, I'm, I'm almost like, uh, <laughs> You know, I'm almost like hungry for it. Like, you know, like, like bring on that, <laughs> you know, bring on that meal. Because if, if something like a gymnastics gym, like let's say Phoenix Gymnastics, which is like down the road from here, and they're actually like the more like Olympic tier gymnastics facility in Vancouver. If they all of a sudden start to be, uh, offering a certification or for whatever reason, um, I can't get a business license anymore because they've made a move and I have to answer to them to get a certification. It's gonna be like great press, like fighting that, you know what I mean? Like it's gonna, it, <laughs> the, the amount of things like I get to do to bring attention to it and the actual like battle process, it might be a bit of a headache, but like to be a business that's been doing it for, at that point it'll probably be like, we just had 10 years, that's probably, looking at like 14, 15 years, you know, in business. And if they come in and say like, oh, we tell you how to do parkour now, it's just, it's ridiculous, right? Yeah. And so I get to make a big stink about how ridiculous it is and I feel quite safe. But if I'm a business that's just starting out or that wants to, you know, start a parkour gym like two or three years from now, I don't know if it quite works the same as, uh, you know, having, having it feel like gymnastics is copying, it kind of feels like, oh, we're just starting at the same time, except for the difference is the gymnastics organizations have more to work with, potentially. 
So I, yeah, I don't know what I'm kind of like making to the point, but I, I still think there are, there are valid like it's these are yeah. concerns, the and con I still think they're valid. concerns. The concern is around resourcing, right? It's yeah. like you know parkour businesses like ours still have limited resources and funds to do things, and it's like um, <laughs> like SPL uh, is still very like you know we have like a, we have a lot of um, momentum there's a lot of people and support of what we're doing with spl mm. but we're still like we're not a major organization that can like that is generating massive amounts of profit that can like um you know put resources into like making professional athletes you know that's the eventual goal we're just not there yet and when gymnastics comes in with massive amounts of money time resources people connections that's that's the that's the problem i i, see, I do see so i'm no longer i'm not like yeah so i still think that it's likely that drawing um that parkour in the olympics will be a net positive for parkour industry people will be uh still attending right i think parkour gyms like origins will still exist i think you know people will still want coaching people will want to consume parkour media more than ever and that's actually the other pillar of parkour industry that we didn't actually mention earlier mm. um well we're not done this talk i was just wanted to <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still things. i actually just wanted to um uh i don't know if you i don't have much more that. to say there i okay. i i'm i'm like i i guess I, just to wrap up my thoughts here mm -hmm. is while I do think that there are some uh, some positives to it, I do think there's obviously some big drawbacks to uh, to FIG being the uh, organizer of the Olympic parkour format, mm -hmm. especially being an organization that seems really resistant to change. People are still upset with their formatting and like their restrictions and like banning of skills and like lowering points for off access skills and things like that, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, but if it goes in the Olympics, people see parkour, it's gonna make parkour much bigger than it is currently. Mm -hmm. That's my basic argument. Could be. Um, so so what, I, what I wanted to just kinda, I guess, try to make another, maybe, maybe help make another analogy here, because uh, I think, like I said at the beginning of our talk, like the the sort of market argument that you're making uh, about like a net positive could be true. I, I think it changes a bit when it's uh, when it's an NSO, uh, yes, which is national sports organization like Fig that's uh, making some of these moves. And and again, like these are moves that have not been made yet in terms of yeah, we don't really know what their the outcome is or what they're what exactly their plan is and, mm -hmm. and I think they have actually released some plans for yeah like is is it a goal for gymnastics to, it's definitely a goal for them to have a parkour certification that will happen they will mm -hmm. make a parkour certification definitely. so that it can be taught in gymnastic gyms otherwise otherwise this is all a waste of money um, but but I guess the difference is like okay so if you have like a small business like let's say you um, <laughs> let's say you figure out how to make the best hot dog you know um, we'll use we'll use this. This will be the start of the analogy. Let's say you figure out how to make the best hot dog, right? And uh, <laughs> we have uh, the best hot dogs. The, at so SPL, so the difference. <laughs> oh, we did. Yeah, those SPL hot dogs. Um, Gloria killed those. So if you're coming out, 
to SPL2, just remember, we got great hot dogs. It's part <laughs> of it. That should be part of the selling. You know, buy your plane ticket. Promise you great hot dog there. But anyways. We got to um, get footage of those hot dogs to like we, we use did, a we promotional material. Didn't. Yeah, we need some pictures out. Anyways, so you, you figure out how to make the best hot dog. And uh, business is great. You know, people are figuring out this. Okay, you got the secret to the best hot dog. <laughs> and, uh, you know, other, other businesses nearby, you know, take a bite. And they're like, oh, we could make this. And we try to replicate it. But at the same time, you're still, you know, no one really wants the knockoff. Everybody still wants the original um, and you're focusing on you, so you've found time to continue to make this. I think that, and I think that's basically the market analogy, right? Is another way of saying it is basically you have a product, you found out the best way to make that product. Other people came in and tried to copy it. Even like fancy restaurant came, and they tried to reproduce and they they tried to label it. It's like, oh, we made the we made the Capola dog, and it, you know, it's <laughs> it's not as um, you know, it's not quite the same, but people come in, they're like, yeah, no, no, I want to go to the Coppola hot dog stand and I want that hot dog. Because, um, because again, you just kept focusing this on you and you weird. did. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to bring it back. But okay. so, so, you know, all these different um, market threats come up, competition comes up, but you focus on you and you find a way to basically, you know, you expand, you make a chain, you know, and you're able to basically still profit. You still get a bigger slice of the pie. Um, but I do think it's different when, if another restaurant comes into the mix, but they all of a sudden come in with some sort of certification that says, no, you need to prepare your hot dogs this way. And you need this certification. Otherwise, like you can't cook them the way you're cooking <laughs> or whatever ingredient you're using is a bit different. And I think that's the, that's sort of the, um, the market threat on parkour when it comes to a national sports organization like gymnastics coming in and entering the market with parkour that doesn't really have national sports organizations we have you know we have uspk which i don't i don't know how valid they are i really don't you know someone could like we could i'm not we're not this is not what we do we're not journalists i'm not about to go contact someone from uspk and be like hey can you guys explain they need to come up with their own freaking podcast to do that sort of thing if they want to. They want to really talk about what sort of defenses they have. Um, so we're gonna talk about those defenses too because that's, I think that's the wrong attitude, but like um, how they can compete. Like USPK is gonna be in competition with whatever, um, with US gymnastics, just like WFPF or, or IPF or whatever freaking thing they use is in competition with US gymnastics and with USPK and then you have parkour earth and whatever. But uh, yeah, I just I don't think we're we're set up to compete against an NSO, and so I think there's going to be losses. And so we talk about like a net the net positives, um, which are not promises, you know. Like there, and the same thing with the net losses are also not. Pro there's just it, it's an unknown, um, and I, and I think it's still fair for people to be. I guess the way, and I don't think, I think I'd like to hopefully end this conversation with maybe trying to get back to, there's still some other stuff I think we need to talk about first, but maybe just some like actionable things that people could do. So, you know, keep listening to the end because I'll try to, you know, piece this together, but it's like, you know, okay, so obviously we, we agree that people shouldn't be just like complaining, you know, we don't like that, <laughs> where it's just like talking about how, how they don't, they don't enjoy it because um, it's not helping. 
but I think we could probably I talk about. I kind of disagree some... with that. Okay. <laughs> keep complaining. <laughs> yeah, keep complaining. I want to. I want to see. The okay. Complaints. Well, maybe that's an actionable thing. But okay. But before we get to, because I think that's what we should finish with. I think that's what we should finish with. Is like, is like what, what sort of things like, should be happening, or or would you like to see happening? Um, but before, so you were talking about uh, the the average practitioner, right? Um, that's attending. Attending the fig cups, oh, yeah, right? We're yeah, talking yeah. about like them being represent representatives of of parkour, the culture, and I, I think that's. I was like yes, and then I was like true, but then I was like uh, maybe not so much. So there is like kind of a trend that I see in terms of the majority of competitors, and I would say the majority of competitors at uh, a fig comp aren't the same majority of competitors that we would see at an SPL comp or at a Red Bull or at um, a Project Underground. I'm just trying to name like more, or a, a, a what's that, uh, Own the Spot, right? Or Big Wall Open. Uh, the majority of competitors are teenagers, um, particularly on the women's side. And they're the more impressionable group. <laughs> Um, and they're the least parkour culture group. Uh, not, not, not teenagers in general. I mean the ones that are turning to the... Like, I'm going back to like the conversation we had like two weeks ago. We were talking about like what we see as like the parkour culture and like what it is to practice parkour and the, the street versus park or street versus gym sort of thing. And I think a lot of the names that you can put out there are like gym rat type practitioners or like back backyard build out type practitioners of parkour that are that have really kind of come up in parkour where it's like the name of the game oh, I don't want to go on another crazy tangent here but it's like you know the name of the game is like come up with a parkour line come up with a line and that's like that's the goal of for, actually um, this is kind of funny because like Joey Adrian put out like a I caught one of his shorts the other day where he was saying like the goal of free running is lines and I was like Fuck no, it isn't. Like that's not the goal of that's not the goal of parkour. That's not the goal of free running. If anything, like when you're going to spots and hit the streets, sometimes it's just like hitting a combo, hitting a single, hitting you know, and that's like the goal. Like the goal isn't always come up with a line. I think that's actually like a really weird way to frame practicing as a whole. Like it can be. You can come up with lines. I mean, that's largely what ha what that's largely an influence of com competitive parkour. Yeah. The, competitive, competitive style, right? Competitive, competitive freestyle, yeah, right? Competitive so like, freestyle, and, and and the the fig format is also like what is it? Like it, you have to come up with like a crazy long line on the course. It's yeah, yeah. They reward you for like how many moves you can do. Um, whereas if you do like a really short and sweet line, mm -hmm. it's not going to score as high as DK rolling on the ground thirty times. <laughs> I only watched like. I only watched like the first 10 seconds of his line. I think it's like double side in and then it's like somersault this, somersault that. Okay, I'm, so, I'm... I, so I'll, t I'll, I'll explain DK's line right now in very short. Can, it's can really we, easy. Can we, we'll... No, 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 we're doing it now. Do, do you want to talk about like, do you, do you want to start I, I, I was still talking on the about the, I was still later. talking about like the demographic here of who's oh, okay. attending. So right. let's, we'll get let's, to it. We'll get let's to finish it. this. Let's finish this point let's first before this. we yeah. forget it. So, um, and then, okay, so recently you have like, okay, Brody Poston goes to this one, right? Mm. Did he win, by the way? No. <laughs> no, he can't. He actually didn't do very well, actually. Okay. I don't. I don't know. I don't know who the. I don't even know the people who were the top uh, competitors in okay. speed. Um, I want to get. I want to get to that second because, like, okay. that's that's very interesting. Um, 
but okay, so I, I see it as um, there's a lot of unknown younger competitors that are either performing well or showing up and, and doing well. So again, you have like, I have not seen Miranda Tibling, for example, do any speed competition. And yes, I'm calling her out right now, do any speed competition other than a fig comp where it's just run up a slanted wall, take a drop, run up a slanted wall. And she's a whole like head taller than the other like girls that are doing it too. Imagine if she has to climb something. Mm. I'm just saying, imagine she has to actually climb something um, and she's not, and, and then you have like Renee Damley not showing up to any of the fig comps. I'm not saying she should. Um, I don't know why she's not going to fig comps. She, she, she could, I'm sure she's been invited, uh, but you know, she's not showing up. But I can, but I would put money on that if, if one of the speed courses had anything that had like two actual climbs you have to do that Renee would smoke her is where I'm putting just, just based on like, on the like body type that we're, that we're looking at. Um, as well as like, like basically the more like parkour skill that has to be used in the competition. Right. Yeah. I would say that skill like, the, like, in, mm. like body type is, is part of it, but mm -hmm. skill is like, like Renee is so good at parkour yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not the only reason, but like, I, I, and I think there's just, there's a number of things where it's like, okay, cool, like you can win these types of courses, but they look so far removed from like what parkour looks like to me that, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't see it as like winning, being the fastest female on the planet, basically, nor do I see it as being the fastest male because they, they banned all like the high lines and stuff that you can do, all the stuff that like should be cool. Not all of it, I don't think, course. but I, but in mm. some courses, yeah, like apparently yeah. they restrict like, oh, you can't stride across the rails here yeah. because it's too dangerous or yeah. whatever, so, which is so whack. So anyway, um, <laughs> wall pop, uh, but, but back to the athletes, just, just the demographic, I do find it interesting that it is the more, it is the younger, more gym built athletes that are attending these competitions and, and also not only attending, uh, making a big deal of it. And I do see, I don't know, it could be just who I'm following on Instagram, but I also see that it's more young ladies that are like really stoked about being involved in FIG than it is young men. And, I, and it's just possible that I'm not following the young men, which is another like whole other subject too, because like I'm aware of all the of all the young women that are involved that are coming to the competitions but like a lot of the young men that are showing up and winning i have no idea who they are when it comes to like the speed competition for example i have no idea who any of these dudes are um because they're not winning like other competitions or or not like popular on instagram or whatever uh but apparently like they're good at like just those type of courses right which again i think are like quite far removed from courses that we put together an SPL, but also that, that would show parkour skill. Yeah, you know, and actually I want to defend them a little bit in that it does take skill to run those courses fast. Defend, yeah, yeah, it's, it, but that's like the argument that it's like, oh, like I think David Nelms. Right? But, it's, it's, like, but, it, but it's more, it, mm -hmm. it, to me it looks more like output, like how fast can you like mm -hmm. sprint and can you take a drop? Um, and can you run up a slant really fast? Mm -hmm. um, and like, do you have the endurance to complete the course? Like, it, it's more like the physiological components. And then there's like a layer of skill that takes to run them fast. But like the really complex speed courses, um, you know, I, I don't know if they would win them. Maybe they would. We don't know. 
Like the, how many speed courses or how many speed course competitions even exist for people to participate in, especially speed course competitions that you're gonna see at a high, at like a, in a high profile scenario, like where you're gonna see like there's just SPL is the one that we know about because yeah. we're the ones running. Well, you also like Project Underground has grown and populated a lot, and it's quite it's quite big. They have a really good. Yeah. Um, and I bet most of these guys haven't participated. Yeah. At they have a really good like Project prize pool and everything there too. And it's just again, it's just a matter of time though, where some of the athletes that are winning. Uh, <laughs> Like a better term, the underground competitions uh, end up showing up at a fig comp and seeing how they do. Like, because um, again, if it's if it's just uh, plyometric and sprint ability, then I don't know. I, I see some of the runs and I'm just like, you don't actually need to be good at parkour to win this. It, they, it almost looks like a tough mutter. Like sometimes, <laughs> like the, I don't know if they have that anywhere else, but it looks like you know, like obstacle course racing, which is a different yeah. thing. Like obstacle course racing, the obstacles are different than what we mess with on the street. Obstacle so, course so, sprint. Yeah. So I, I, I think anyways, I, so, so that's, I, I just wanted to like address. Comment like below the, if you understand that reference. I, I wanted to address the, the type, like just basically like what I'm kind of seeing. So again, like it's, it's younger athletes, which is inevitable in competition. You're going to have younger athletes show up and win. Um, but it's a very specific. It's not a lot of like the big names that you would see at other competitions going to fig comps. Um, and especially going to fit comps and winning, right? It's it's it tends to be it tends to lean younger, and they're definitely more impressionable, and they're definitely more like the type that would uh, just be into like taking the opportunity. It means a lot. It means a whole lot to to go out and you know be invited to this thing. And that's like something you were alluding to earlier is like the party. You know, like everyone wants to get the the flight and the invitation to the party like for, that's why people get stoked on red bull is just show up for the event be around everybody get paid have this crazy uh fantastic weekend and then it, and then you know back to reality after yeah see i mean but to... not necessarily you don't necessarily get paid though right like mm. a lot of the time and these but 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 yeah like just the invitation is worth something right mm -hmm. the worth the experience you're and especially with a with the parkour world championships you're representing your country um and there's that element to it and then you know potentially you're going to get media spotlight in your home country because you are a an athlete now that's representing your home country and they're like oh like you know x person one mm -hmm. like hey, this person won for us, for everybody here at home. Uh, mm. You know, that's a big deal, right? Yeah. And I guess the last thing I want to say about just it, it being, again, it leaning younger, because I think that's true, uh, the majority. Again, there's, there's exceptions. There's exceptions of people showing up to the competition, getting in that are, are part of an older, I'll say generation. Where's my invite? <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say older generation. But I think, I think it's the older generation that, advise, that have kind of just have, have said no. Like I'm sure Ed Scott got an invite at some point. Did did he go? One, did he go to one? He did went he one. one? He, he went, went one. one year. Yeah. Him and uh, and Hendo actually. Yeah. Okay. So, but but anyways, it's the it's the younger ones that are continuing to go, continue to get invited, whatever the case. Um, but it but that's the generation that hasn't built parkour. And I think that's like the point I'm trying to get to is is it's it's a generation of people that haven't built parkour. And therefore, like, they're more likely to want to go in and, and essentially, you know, do what people are saying, which is, like, take the cash grab, take the opportunity. Yeah, I, okay. 
and don't see, see it as and don't see it as whack. They don't see I, it as against their morals. Okay. They don't see it as. I I yeah. agree. I agree with that. I agree that it is the younger generation, just demographically. I also agree that like, you know, many of them are are growing up in gyms and really not necessarily being culturally parkour people who are like going outside and training on you know the concrete not to say that they actually don't do that ever but it is like a very large part of their progression has been like very much like build gym lines swing on bars do bar tricks um but i actually i took exception to the the fact that you're saying that they're not the ones who built parkour because at a certain point we need to let go of that it's oh, like sure. like just because we started before and it's like oh like I knew how to Kong before you were alive, you know, like, yeah, like, I'm not, I'm, we need to I let go of but that. I, but I think you're mistaking like where I'm coming from when I say that though, because okay. I'm just, I'm just trying to define the demographic and I'm just like putting it out there as like, this is interesting and no one's talking about it. That okay. there's, and, and I think the reason, and you're, I think you're pointing out an observation. Yeah. And I think, the, I think the, the people that see themselves as the builders of parkour, the older generation, and I don't mean older by age. I mean, the people that have been in it for longer, uh, are, are the ones saying no because they, I don't know, there's, there's more of an attachment. There's more of an attachment to like growing up through, through parkour, building parkour, whatever it is. And I think that's why you don't see those people coming, going to the event. I it's see what you're saying. It's because so they like, do see it as whack. They do see it as like, you go to a, you go to a, <laughs> well, go I think you're more likely, you're more likely to see, to view FIG coming in and putting on these events as a takeover. If you were in, if you are like an older practitioner, whereas if you're a younger practitioner, you're more likely to see it as an opportunity to participate. Yeah. I can think of like kids on our youth team. I can think of the, the fried nuggies, right? I can think of them and the way they're practicing in the gym and the way like the, the goals they often have when they go into a session or a practice where they're like perfectly groomed to go to a fig event. And when would see like no no issue with it unless they've been taught morals from us or someone that it's like wrong to do it. You know what I mean? But the way that they're experiencing parkour right now, because again they're being introduced to parkour through a gym, they're being introduced to parkour through like competitions that are very happening very now. So if you got into parkour in the last like five years, it's like oh why is fig a bad thing? I don't get it. All right, here's a question. In let's say what is it? Let's say in ten years, we'll count, or ten, 10 years, well, one of or you know a couple of uh, of our young practitioners mm -hmm. get to the point in their practice where they're actually capable of qualifying for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. What is your move as their coach? Oh, 100 percent support. 100% support and get in there. It's like, it's not like, it's like, what am I, a monster? You know? like, <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, 100% support. It's just like, do I hope, that, do, do I want that to be a good option for them? Not necessarily, like, I, you know, I don't know. I'm, at this point, I guess I'm like holding on to hopes that like, it's just going to keep getting delayed and that the, uh, I don't know, they, they gets better. I don't, I don't know what I'm hoping for anymore because it is it does seem like like you said like we started this conversation it is inevitable that is a very likely future scenario maybe not for like well yeah because like you know there needs to be someone representing Canada if it goes to the Olympics right so it's a very likely future scenario that like some kids that we know that we're involved with are going to get an invite and we're going to 
have the choice of like their their mentors, their coach, whatever, to to go support them or not. And of course, you know, of course, like we'll go support them, right? It's just like, do am I gonna be pleased about the format? No, but I'm probably also gonna like find ways for them to like game the format. You know, like this is how you win this stupid course. Look, we're not gonna be doing parkour. We're gonna be training for this bullcrap course that they like are gonna make you run. We're gonna do lots of drops and lots of sprinting. Um, and turn vaults, <laughs> these things. Um, and then for freestyle, like, okay, guess we're doing a bunch of cardio because uh, you gotta be able to put 50 moves into a line. Here we go. <laughs> it's like, oh. it's, you know, this is how we win the Olympics of parkour, apparently. Okay, um, next, okay, so we were trying to talk about, like, we talk about format, you wanna talk about, you, you wanted to break down PK's run? <laughs> I wanna break down the world champion mm-hmm. of parkour. Of parkour. His uh, his style run. Let me hear it. Do you care? Okay, first, before you, um, before you shit on DK really quick, it's not that he's like it's not that he's like not good. <clears throat> I <Yeah>. think <laughs> yeah yeah I agree. Okay. Certainly better than I am. Um, anyway, uh, I think I think it's not he's not good. It's just he's not going to podium at any other competition, at any other like world class competition. Okay. He's not going to podium, but he just won. He is now the first, first world champion. Ever world champion of parkour. Okay, so here's a question. Yep. So, uh, do you remember what year he won Art of Motion? Uh, I want to say it was like 2015. 2016, because he because he won Apex International in 2016. Yeah, so probably 2015. 2015-ish sounds right. Or wait, no, wait. Did Nate beat him? I, I can't remember Apex. Anyway, okay. So let's okay. So 2015-ish, let's say 2015 Art of Motion run. If you were to show me his 2022 Parkour World Championship run. In 2015, I'd be like, yeah, man, just like that was like the same run he did in 2015, like in mm-hmm. Art of Motion, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Double side flip. He did double flyaway. I haven't, I haven't watched the whole and run, And he did double way, so. full, oh, okay. right? He did mm-hmm. three hard moves. Everything mm-hmm. else was faff. He's just faffing around, just like, just fluff, just like, just, you know, doing his rolls is, wait, around. What, is, what does faff mean? I'm I not, don't know. I'm just, not hip. Okay. I, don't, I don't really know the definition of faff, but <laughs> we're going to go with faff. Okay. Or fluff. We'll say fluff. Fluff is a good word for what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So he did double side, which he has on lock, but he also had on lock in 2015. Mm-hmm. He did double flyaway, which I know 13-year-olds can do. Um, and he did double full, which also, like... I know a 14 year old who can triple. So like, (laughs) so that is essentially the essence of the world championship run, which in 2015 probably was good enough to win a world championship, but there's been zero progression of like, like, of like level of difficulty in terms of skill Hmm. that he's demonstrated. That's, that's it. And I'm, I'm, I, I feel like I'm being unfairly critical of DK, like, and in a way I am, because he he's now opened himself up to criticism as as the world champion, right? Like, we need to well, be particularly if you're gonna come out. Like, I think there's like a, I think I saw in Callum's story or something, 
that he there's like a weird quote he made. Uh, like I'm sure he celebratory quote said a about lot of it, weird things, but <laughs> but okay. So so in contrast, mm-hmm. um, Ellis Torhall did a, a triple flyaway. Now, okay, he didn't land it. He like actually ate the landing, but he's at least trying to progress the sport in a way that like elevates the level. Well, right? also, if it wasn't, if the format wasn't do the longest line you can, that's it's not even competitive between Ellis and, and DK. Yeah, and Ellis is actually putting together lines that I would say are more true to parkour to some extent. Uh, I have a whole other set of opinions when it comes to like bar tricks. Um, which are actually gymnastics. So like a triple flyaway is gymnastics. Um, so as crazy as it is to see it done on concrete, it's like... It wasn't concrete. Wood. Hard, hard, hard surface. surface. Crazy yeah. it is to see it done on not a mat um, without doing like this, you know, after you land it or whatever. As crazy as that is, same with him doing like... Um, same with him doing like double-double, you know, off a bar. It's like, I, I don't get like... It doesn't move me in the same way as like... Uh, I don't know, Kalen Chan landing, Kong gainer, actual precision. You know what I mean? Like, th- like to me, that's like something that's like created through parkour, um, and it's like pr- so it's a created through parkour. It's the progression of a move. Whereas, I mean, you can like, argue that Kong gainer was first a gymnastics move as well, though. Um, yes, you could, but they banned it, and they also don't make you land on like precise things. Yeah. You know. Um, so anyway. Uh, or did they ban it? I don't. I don't know. But like, it's not. It's uh, give me this one, kids. <laughs> I can make. I can make another I, example. I understand of what move. you're saying. I can make another example of a move. But um, uh, when I see when I see a park parkour moves, uh, things that are like uh, side flip precision. Yeah, like th- things like that. Those getting progressed. That like really moves me. When I see a gymnastics move that I feel like you could take a gymnast and train them to land on hard. Um, you could take them and get them to do that. It just doesn't move me as much. I'm just kind of like, okay, like I, I understand incredibly difficult. I understand triple flyaway, incredibly difficult. Matter of fact, uh, Dylan asked earlier this year, do you think anyone's gonna throw it in competition? And I said no, because I didn't think that anyone could land it nice enough to not like be able to take the crazy amount of force. And then weeks later, Jared Nahulu puts out a clip where he lands one super clean. And I'm like, holy crap, it looks like he, he could land it on hard floor. Uh, but again, again, at the end of the day, like not, crazy stoked about it because it, it, it is it is just a gymnastics move um, that I'm sure like I'm sure there's like a solid 50 male gymnasts in the world that can do triple flyaway you know <laughs> so and, but like yeah. we're going crazy because it's like world's first in parkour but it's not world's first in gymnastics yeah, and the only but, difference is you put a mat but it is it is yeah but there is a big difference between doing it on a mat and doing it on mm-hmm. hard ground because yeah. again, the only just be the clear, only triples, quick, the only triples I, that have been can I defend myself before I get flamed? The only triples that have ever been done in parkour have been on sand outside, right? Like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. No. And, so that yeah. is a big deal. Yeah. It is a huge deal that Ellis tried it in competition, yeah. in competition at the end of a line. Yeah, and on hard. But I'm almost just going back to like his Red Bull run where he did, or I think he did double double, and um, it was like a double twisting, double full, right off off a bar, and it, it's just because like that's a very very high level gymnastics move. Very, very high level gymnastics yeah. move. You could do that in the Olympics and it would be scored very, very highly. One of the hardest moves you could do. Um, I'm just not, I'm not, and I'm like, I'm stoked. I'm not as stoked. Like, I'm, I'm not a 10, st- I'm like a nine. I'm like a nine on stoked 
for triple flyaway. I'm a nine on Stokes for double double. I'm a 10 on Stokes for Congrain or Pre on a tiny wall. Yeah. So that's cool. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I agree. Anyway, I kind of so took can, us on, I took us way off. That's okay. Way off track here. But okay, so but no, that's okay. That, that's like, this is what we're talking about though. Mm -hmm. Is also and here's a question actually. Um, for me or for for our our. You know what? You here. can answer in the in the comments below if you'd like. How do I frame this question? So. We argue, you know, parkour is not gymnastics, right? Parkour is not gymnastics. Hashtag, right? Um, or we are not gymnastics, mm -hmm. excuse me. Um, but you just said that Ellis is doing gymnastics moves in parkour mm -hmm. competition. 100%. Um, and a lot of moves that are clearly influenced from, uh, from gymnasts are a part of parkour's repertoire. Mm -hmm. Are we not gymnastics? <laughs> this is the funny thing, like, uh, this is like, we are kind of gymnastics. Uh, <laughs> uh, like when it comes to, particularly when it comes to, when it comes to traditional parkour, absolutely not. Like traditional parkour is quick because you don't climb, you don't, you don't do like plyos, you don't, you know, like gymnastics is very much, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ac acrobatic movement based. It is just think of think of the think of the apparatus is very much that it doesn't it doesn't dwell outside of that. There's no, like, the vault. The, yeah, Kong. Yeah, but like that's that's old gymnastics. gymnastics they they moved away from it. it. Doesn't even score high anymore, right? But like, well, not, it can't because it's oh, it's easy. Yeah, but if you if you made them do a precision on it, it wouldn't be easy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the vault is like all right. They they, they had an off. They had a, They had a structure. <laughs> structure and they're like what's the hardest thing we can do off of this structure to just land but they're not trying to go far they're not trying to like you know go high or anything with it they're okay, or go okay. over a gap or over like a building or something anyway like, i i wanted to i wanted to pose that question just because yeah. i think it's because it's funny because because yeah like we're we're arguing here like this whole time parkour is not gymnastics but then we're mm -hmm. complaining that like a lot of parkour moves like um that are done in the style realm are mm -hmm. actually influenced by at least in some way by gymnastics mm -hmm. um and so more than influence just like straight up like straight up stolen straight up taken yeah, yeah. um uh, it's so like so are we appropriating gymnastics yeah then? oh yeah i mean and i mean that's wow. that's that's like the defense that's the defense of uh gym, that's the defense of that's the case that gymnastics is trying to make from the beginning from the very first like how long is this 2016 was when the whole like fig thing started 2015, 2016, whatever. 2017, 2016, 2017. Whatever. Um, for, from the get-go, like one of the very first written pieces was gymnastics trying to make the claim that like they um, had started parkour-esque things at the culmination of gymnastics. But also like J Jackson Wong, like our, our coach here, he's like parkour is kind of like gymnastics for boys. And that's the whole reason why gymnastics wants to take it. Yeah. Is because boys don't want to do gymnastics anymore boys definitely want to do parkour and what better way to get boys into the gym and grow your business so it's not just for girls than to take parkour yeah and then it also like you get some of the you get some of the girls that don't you know they can do other events they can do parkour now did you watch ella's winning run and that's like another thing too is like it's like imagine being like a high level um gymnastics woman right now and this is like Kind of the thing about like very, 
about like fewer women doing parkour is is ugh, this is okay. How do I sound that do this? Does sound terrible. Screw it. Dig dig in the hole. Here we go. Oh my okay. God. Here we so, go. <laughs> so I think I think it'll be very easy for um, a high level woman in gymnastics to win a freestyle uh, parkour event. Not just in fig. I think just like in general. I think it would be easier to make the transition than it would be for, for a male gymnast to make the transition. Just because of like, because of the, the skill that's present. Maybe not win, but like at least podium. Well, I think that's- Agree or disagree, Tom? <laughs> uh, easy, I don't think easy. Well, okay, okay so, I, so easy, it, okay, okay, so let me- let me easy relative- Let me try to climb back out of the hole. Let me, yeah. try, to, let me try to get back out of the hole, right? Um, so not, yeah, easy, no. Easier, yeah. Um, but also like the the skills because because we already see it happening. Like we already see um, a lot of the a lot of your notable, maybe not in like recent years, uh, but notable women that competed in freestyle were all like ex gymnasts. Sasha yeah. Sheva, Pamela Forster, Lucy Romberg, like. Oh, I, I've like I actually wasn't even like clear on that, but yes, yeah, Sydney also you know got some foundation through gymnastics, right? So it was whole thing, but, and it's just gonna take like more women actually doing parkour and whether they come from a gymnastics foundation or not, doesn't matter. I'm not saying like that's a, that's a bad thing, right? Um, it's just like, I think now that gymnastics also has another competitive competition format, it's like, say you're, a, um, say you're a woman in gymnastics and you get to a certain level and you're like, oh, I'm not gonna make it to the Olympics. I'm sure as heck they're, they're gonna usher you into, um, into parkour. They're gonna be like, you could do this. Uh, yeah. It's like, are you? Can you take your skills and do them on hard ground? Well, especially if they're gonna, this. if they're, especially if they're going to penalize off-axis flips. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're gonna more heavily reward like on-axis flips. Well, and again, look at the course. It's platforms and high bars, and yeah. slant walls, right? Like that's it. There's no. Like, I saw a comment on Ella's uh, on Ella's winning run mm -hmm. that was like, "This is just like, this is just." Um, like a rhythmic gymnastics routine. Like a lot of it is- That's what her movement looks like, yeah. A lot of it is the same. And, and it sucks because I was actually, um, I was pretty stoked on earlier in the year when we were trying to fill out uh, a women's division in style. And I actually found her because of a fig competition and found her Instagram and I'm like, holy crap, she has like 500K followers. And I looked at some of the stuff she could do and I was like, we should try to get her. And I did reach out, didn't get a response. But it's, you know, it's, it's Instagram, whatever, right? But I did send a DM. And uh, I was like, this is a good candidate because she has a big following. We were trying to do um, uh, pay-per-view and we knew that we needed athletes with big followings. And I was like, looks like she could hang. Looks like she's into competing. So I'm going to reach out and see if we can get her. Um, because she also had a clip on there where she was doing like drop plyos. And like not with the best, like not with soft technique, but doing them, <laughs> you know. Um, and whether or not there was like a mat in place before she recorded the video or whatever, like doesn't really matter to me. It's like they're concrete walls and it's like, okay, cool. So you can do jumps on concrete, but she's not doing well in the speed event um, or as well in the speed event at the fig comp. Uh, but she has a style, uh, which is again, basically rhythm gymnastics um, on harder surface that is lending itself well to a fig um, competition. Yeah. It, it looks super not parkour. 
Yeah. It looks very, it looks like gymnastics parkour, mm. which is what they're calling it, right? Uh, or parkour gymnastics. One mm -hmm. or the other. I think it's very hard to beat the uh, rigidity out of a gymnast. Yeah. Um, I think, um, again, we'll bring up again, like Sydney Olson. I think it took her time. Um, now, like I look at her runs. She also and doesn't didn't spend too much time in gymnastics, mm. but she did have a gymnastics background. But, but yeah, like I mean, I think of a lot of like the high profile parkour women early on, where they have a very rigid gymnastic like movement. Um, whereas, like I think a lot of the younger up and coming uh, female practitioners, like uh, Elise Bickley, is one mm. that I that comes to mind. She doesn't look like a gymnast at all. Mm -hmm. Like she looks like parkour through and through. I just kind of can I can I try to attempt to dig myself out of a hole again? Yeah, go ahead. Um, okay, yeah. so yeah, uh, so so I was saying because uh, and poor choice of words. So I said easy for um, gymnastics women to come into parkour and podium. Right, that's yeah. kind of interesting. Not if the competitions start to favor non-acrobatic skills, because you're not going to get a, a woman from gymnastics come in and do like a 12 foot running jump like Rachel Go can do. Yeah. You know, like Rachel Go, she like she has some tricks. Um, she's done some freestyle competitions, but she also has like things she can do over gaps at height and stuff like things that are parkour that you don't see at a fig competition because it's a flat linear course with a couple of like high-ish walls and stuff like that. But I don't even know how they score. Like maybe they do. Maybe if you do like some parkour move, maybe if you do a dive Kong or something, it's scored well. But it's like, I think what needs to be promoted in parkour competitions in style competitions is, and this question comes up all the time is like, oh, how do you score? Or like, could you win doing no flips? And it's like, you probably should have some flips. Uh, like, I think if, I think if you come in and just do, I like part of me think that's cool, thinks that's cool, but like, no, you should do some flips, but I think you should be able to have like a, uh, you know, who was it back in the, like Pedro Salgado type style. You know, where it's like, okay, I can do like some high level flips, like sort of things, um, or, you know, base level, I guess we would call it now, but I can also do some like gnarly jumps and stuff. And that should be scored. And he was actually um, scored pretty well in Red Bull at the time when he competed. Yeah, but see, I never really particularly liked that because it felt like. It felt like I don't know. It, Wait, what do, you, what do you mean? You like didn't didn't like the he didn't scored like his, well. I didn't like his runs. Oh, I, I don't like any. I don't like any Red Bull runs. Like they're they're all. I don't. There have been some then, good ones though. And but yeah, really I agree. name one. Um. Yeah. So let's uh. So, <laughs> let's go back to Fig. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, in terms of like high-level parkour, be like traditional parkour being used in in runs, I kind of agree. But I, like you you mentioned Rachel Go, but like I've seen her do freestyle runs at like Project Underground. She doesn't do big jumps as part of her routine. Like she, mm. routine. I just said routine. Yeah, I mean it's line <laughs> as part of her lines. Like she does, you know, standard like double flyaway, you know, and, and mm -hmm. uh, you know aerial and like very various flips. I think, a, I, think a, I think it is appropriate. I think uh, a lot of freestyle formats still feel it feels like, like a routine. routine. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Um, but, but yeah, like, and I don't think most people 
think to incorporate traditional parkour like that. Um, so Ed Scott just recently mm-hmm. released his line from SPL1 mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I actually feel like there is a good mix of like, it's like, it, it feels more parkour. I'm glad you brought him up. Cause, cause yeah, he's, he, I think he's undervalued in competition. I think he's undervalued because of how, how consistent he is uh, and how, like, even when he has, like, little slip-ups, like, how he's able to keep going, mm-hmm. like, consistent that way, uh, but also how, how vast his skill set is. Like, he does everything. What he doesn't have is the, some of the singular big tricks like, like if you put him against Ellis Torhall, and I think there's some people watching that are like, Ellis Torhall's way better than Ed Scott, you know? And I'm like, is he? Because if they just go, like if they're playing a game of horse, you know, who wins the game of horse that they're playing? Because there's, there's certainly There's a definitely of, some things that Ed will be able to do that Ellis can't do, and then there's definitely things that Ellis yeah. will do that Ed can't do. Yeah, and so how do we, and, and so how do we score it, you know? And it's like, I think there needs to be some judging leaning towards like if someone like Ed wants to do like a fat Kong Prix in the middle of a style run, you know, how does it score versus like one that, cause his, I'm saying the skill Kong Prix, his Kong Prix game is very, very hot, like top 20 in the world easily. Um, I don't know about for that, that but yeah, he's very good. No, at come on, 20. 20, 20 is, 20 is, 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 is top, I give him top 50. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Also because of the mental okay, fortitude. So, so if, you, if you haven't seen Ed's line, go watch, go to Instagram and watch mm-hmm. his line from SPL1 because a lot of the skills he does in there, he's like mixing together like, like, high level flips and parkour in a really like well done way. I thought it was like really well composed line. Yeah. He did side side gap to side pre to the bar, right? Mm-hmm. And he kind of slipped out of it, kind of kept going. He did a flyaway precision. And then he did like a pop cast. And then he did uh he did like a 270 tack Kong, big Kong up out of that and then into like a big running trap door which mm-hmm. uh, I, I think I just memorized his line um, <laughs> but because uh, yeah, I just like literally watched it in my head but um, but what did he do there it wasn't just like flip 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 roll on the ground in between stuff it was flips mm-hmm. with some parkour to get in between all the stuff in like and and good parkour too like 270 tack like pre that was like a really sick tack that he did mm-hmm. um to be able to kong up out of that like right away basically no hesitation very hard to do and then straight into a, a trap door like a splat back backflip that's a high level flip move mm-hmm. that is like well that's transitioned into with traditional parkour mm-hmm. I think what he does there and what you're like leaning on to is like composition too is like it looks cool as shit (laughs) like I'm not watching that and I can't put it doesn't look like a routine yeah and it doesn't look like it doesn't okay so DK's run yeah where it's like okay double double side 
cool shit and then somersault and then weird vaulty move and then another somersault and then more vaulty moves. I feel like I could put a Steve Carell track over that where he's like oh. parkour, parkour, roll, parkour. And it would fit. Oh, do it. Whereas, whereas do I it. don't feel. Do it. Now's the time. Strike <laughs> it. Strike while the iron's <laughs> hot. Meme it up. Come on, dude. But but I I couldn't. I don't think that would work the same with Ed's run. Like I think Ed's run looks cool as shit, and I could just be biased. Fair enough. Call me out if you think I'm being biased here. But I'm I'm tired of seeing. Like I don't think um, like low cast to um, like I'm thinking of like. Uh, uh, by the way, twin twin parkour. Those 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 two lines they put out on that uh, spot that I think is in Boston, or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Recently, just in the last week or so, um, those two. Oh, for Kings of the Concrete, it's their Kings of the Concrete. So you can look up like hashtag KOTC 2022 or 2023. Fall 2022. Yeah, um, look those up because those two lines are like like exactly what we're talking about with um, with Ed. Whereas actually, I'm generally not a very big fan of of their lines. Uh, because it's it's too many low casts, often, <laughs> and it's too many somersaults. Low cast somersault. Like there's there's certain things somersault or shoulder. I call them somersault because it looks more like a somersault than a, than a shoulder roll. Um, a lot of that that type of they style have the of capability roll. of doing some of the craziest lines though. Yeah, but and, but and that is one, that's a, one example of one yeah. of them. Yeah, I would I would like to see from the twins. I would like to see more uh, more like just movements that require speed and more like de dealing like you can roll if you got imp if you're dealing with impact but I, I just i um rolling with like the intention of just covering ground is yeah kind of weird. yeah instead of doing a step out or something how I just, many rolls did dk do in his, in his i don't know because i only I watched like 10 seconds like and i counted three I, I, yeah i feel like it was almost like it was like five but so did so did noah diogena and like her um uh red bull on the boat line you know um yeah there's a bunch of that too. Like it's it's kind of rampant in style competitions is like the the somersault roll just again and again and again and like you just don't see that from Ed because it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't feel cool. I mean he might do one here or there, but like it doesn't feel cool. It doesn't look cool. It's not hard. It's just covering ground. It's just faff. Yeah, it's covering that fluff. You well, know? well, it's also the idea. But again, that that's not because of fig though. Like that's the that's the idea of like what a competition run should be. Um, now it's like, oh, I got to connect things. And that's not a connection. That's a faff. I'll use it, right? It's, it's just, you know, if you're throwing in just little lazy vaults and stuff, these are things that are perfectly okay if you're at a level of, of competition that isn't like the world's best. So, but I don't want to see somersaults and little lazy vaults and things filling space, filling ground, DD rolls, whatever it is in world-class competitions because it's not those aren't that's not world class movement. I agree. It's not. What are you looking up? What um, time is it about? I'm We've looking been going up for a minute here. Oh, 4:22. We got to end this. Um, I was trying to look up faff. Mm. Oh, okay. So, here UK informal to spend your time doing a lot of things that are not important instead of the thing that you should be doing. <laughs> hey. Perfect. Oh, Perfect. that's a that's a good spot to end yeah. it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, hey, do you want to talk about these uh, these crew necks? I do want to talk about this uh, black mint crew neck that I'm wearing right now, as well as uh, the mint mint, mint chimp. chimp. Yeah, yeah, we got minty out here. We just restocked the mint chimp. We did, and uh, these just came on sale. So you can hit us up in a comment. You can hit us up in DM if you would like either of these pieces of apparel. If you want to rep Origins, it definitely supports this as well. 
We are going to get a shop online for that very soon, but for right now, you can email uh, info at originsparkour.com or you can send us a DM and we'd be happy to hook you up. And if you're local, just stop in the gym, pick one up. It's uh, just in time for fall. And just in time for Christmas. For Christmas? Those first Christmas presents. Oh, yeah. Presents. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it feels like summer right now. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so if you. Uh, if you enjoy this show, if you enjoy what we're doing here, please like and subscribe. Subscribe. Press the subscribe button. That really helps us out. And also like it. Do the little thumbs up thing. That helps a ton. And just leave us a comment. Ask us a question. We'll maybe answer it in the next episode, but probably not. <laughs>